Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. The Beer Guys Radio Show On Demand is brought to you by Truck and Tap. Food trucks, craft beer. Not your ordinary bar and restaurant. In downtown Woodstock. Online at truckandtap.com. The Beer Guys Radio Show. Saturday afternoons at 1 on Atlanta's AM 920. The Answer. Streaming to the world at beerguysradio.com. Proudly broadcasting from the AM 920 studios in Buckhead, Atlanta. It's the Beer Guys Radio Show. The only radio show in the South dedicated to art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And just as the man said, it is the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to another weekend. I'm Aaron Williams. I'm Tim Dennis. Hey, man, we had a great week. Nice and warm for once. Gorgeous week. It's been absolutely beautiful, and I'm really excited about uh, these 70-degree temperatures. I'm not so excited about the pollen, though. It's coming. Ugh, that is the worst. Good all Atlanta springtime. I know, but, you know, this is the time of the year when you transition from porters and stouts to IPAs and pale ales, and it makes me happy. That's a joke with friends about patio season in Atlanta. you got to catch that two-week period before it's too hot, before the pollen comes, all that. So, yeah, exactly. This is like the sweet spot. We've got patio season. Yeah, yeah. we're done, and then yeah. it's going to be all pollen, and then it's going to be gross. Welcome again to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is our website. You can reach us at Twitter, at BeerGuysRadio, Untap Facebook, Instagram, even on YouTube. We've been posting some videos. It's been pretty fun uh, doing that. 678-8618-ALE is our ale line. You can give us a call there. Aaron at BeerGuysRadio.com. Tim D at BeerGuysRadio.com. And finally... <sighs> this week in Georgia beer, head to beerguysradio.com, sign up, and win some awesome swag, and of course, get some great information from Tim's list of Georgia beer happenings. Speaking of, we've had a lot of things going on this week, haven't we? It was a busy week. It has Fun, been. busy, but good times. Absolutely. Truck and Taps Beers of the Week, by the way. Uh, we are going to be talking with a couple of folks uh, from outside of Georgia. Our topic is Georgia's Neighbors this week. Back 40 from Alabama, Jason Wilson, the president, is going to join us here in the next segment. And I'm looking forward to this guy uh, from Wicked Weed. Right. We are super excited to have him on board. He's, he's He said he's going to bring us a selection of beers to try from he, Wicked Weed. Yes, so. and that's going to be our Truck and Tap Beers of the Week. So. Good yeah, stuff. I, I love fun. I love my Georgia breweries. I love all the Georgia breweries, but I tell you what, Wicked Weed may be my favorite brewery from out of state right now. And they're being generous to Georgia when they first got. I think it was uh you know October when they came into the mm-hmm. state, and uh, we're seeing a lot of their beers now. A lot yeah. of really good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, you had one of their beers last week. Uh, you said it was fantastic. I did. It was one. It's a style that uh, I've actually wanted to to brew. I do. I do a lot of saisons. Brew a lot of saisons. I've mentioned that before, and I've. I thought that a gin barrel would be an interesting, yeah. uh, you know, barrel for a saison, and so this is a, uh, it's a, a gin barrel, uh, L from them, gin barrel sour with, uh, I don't remember if it's raspberries or blackberries, but the berry, there's berries in it, mm-hmm. so it's tart. The gin is a uh, light. Uh, but noticeable, really, really excellent beer. I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, that's the Ramble Barrel, right? Ramble Barrel. Yes. That's it. Are you are you a martini guy? Uh, I used uh, to be. Gin, dirty, gin martini guy? Dirty martinis, yeah. I used to. Yeah, I like them too. So no, I, I just drink beer. No, you don't. So. Me too. I'm but, bourbon, uh, so, you know, you know, I, I like whatever. that ginny, juniper-y sure. kind of taste, and yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that too as well. You got you had some other good ones out, out I did. there too. Yeah. So I tried another one that's uh, a pineapple sculpin, and that's uh, sculpin. The, the regular sculpin's a little intense for mm-hmm. me, you know, uh, that, a little too hoppy. The pineapple was really nice. It was, uh, you know, kind of mild, 
uh, but noticeable. It played really well in there. I wasn't yeah. sure what to think of that, but that was really good. Um, lots of beers at Tiny Palooza, which we did live last week. That was great. That was so a fun we both, time. I think we both checked quite a few off the list. Definitely, there, so. definitely. And then uh, a little local one that I did, and and uh, have uh, posted a video review of up on the site. Uh, the Red Brick Hypewell, yep. which is their imperial styled, aged on uh, bourbon barrel oak chips. Yeah, and uh, that's a check the review to see what I thought of that. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I know. And yeah. uh, speaking of, by the way, I did a review as well. I wasn't as cool and did the Red Brick Hypewell. I did kind of more of an everyday every man's beer. A uh, grumpy old men, their Aska Pale Ale, of course, a Nano Brewery up there in the Blue Ridge uh, Mountains. Check out my review on BeerGuysRadio.com as well. But at Tiny Palooza, I tell you, their, their list was incredible. You said it was one of the best ones you've seen. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that's... and I, I was able to check off a lot of whales on my list too. Uh, Ale Smith, of course, one of my favorite breweries out of San Diego. They had the Speedway Stout and, of course, the Hawaiian Speedway Stout. Fantastic. Uh, Three Floyd Zombie Dust Pale Ale. Yeah, Westbrook Mexican Cake. I'd never had that before, and amazing. It's great beer. Oh, my goodness. That was that was by far one of the best things I've had uh, in a while. And finally, another one that I checked off my list. It wasn't a whale, so to speak, but uh, Wicked Weeds Milk and Cookies. Uh, I, I'd been wanting to try that, never got a chance to, and they had it on tap there, so I was able to, to find it. It was fun. Yeah, so that's I, th- I mentioned this, you know, as we were drinking it last week, but they had a couple from New Glarus there, yep. which I absolutely love. They had uh, the raspberry raspberry sour, raspberry yep. tart. I really like that. And they had one called Scream, their IPA, which was was really nice. Yeah. So did you try that one? I didn't get a chance to try that yeah. one, actually. So, But uh, I'm going to have to come back, though. But again, thanks to, thanks to the guys at Lincoln Field Station in Snellville and the Tiny Palooza guys for having us out live on Saturday. And we're going to be live. We've can... got the Kennesaw yes. Depot Park Beer Festival. That's right. That's April 2nd. We'll be live, broadcasting live from there. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have fun at, up there in Kennesaw in your neck of the woods. Uh, some sure great enough. beers. It's going to be a great be festival. The Definitely. list keeps growing. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, we are. We're going to be giving some away, away some tickets to that, too. So stay tuned, not only here, but also online for more information on that speaking of uh, more information we've got some news and unfortunately we have to start off with more law news law news i hate law it news. seems to go a uh, constant battle here it is and uh, we had a hr 1345 uh, it's been discussed in committee this week can you tell us a little bit more about that uh, yeah Tim? so that, that that didn't make it up to the special rules committee uh you know i didn't get to make it down there to see it live but they have a stream that i was able to watch the audio wasn't that great online, so mm-hmm. you know, trying to make it out. But overall, it seemed fairly positive. The responses there. Now just remind us what is the HR thirteen forty five. HR thirteen forty five is a resolution to create, to create a study committee, a House study committee on the competitiveness of craft breweries and distilleries in Georgia as it compares to our neighboring states. Okay. And what it is is to see you know things that maybe we can improve on, or maybe some things that we're doing right. You know that that, that other states are are, are not doing. And just making sure that we are as competitive as we can be in the state of Georgia with our neighbors in, in those industries. And so we're doing a lot of things wrong. Hint, that's, hint. We are. Hint. Spoiler alert. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. So it went up. Uh, went up for the special rules committee. Uh, some pretty positive response to it. Uh, positive comments. You know, one uh, one rep uh, mentioned uh, Representative Rakestraw actually mentioned that she has a constituent in her district that has a brewery that's very near to the Alabama state line. And that they've mentioned that they could move across the state line and make a lot more money. Yep. And so she's interested in this study committee because she doesn't want a brewery to move out of state. Yeah, so. it's funny. Actually, at Tiny Palooza, I talked to a, to a gentleman who's got a nano brewery just kind of starting up in Snellville. He says he's got property in South Carolina, and he's thinking about moving there because the laws are so much yeah. better over there, too. You so. know, a couple of years ago, uh, when a lot of this insanity started, I was uh, I heard breweries talking about, you know, the possibility of moving. I'm like, no, you got to stay in. you got to dig into your state. Mm-hmm. And then... But as it goes on, and I know a lot of these breweries probably have been fighting this for many years, so they 
you know, they got to this point, and it's easy for me to say that since I'm not trying to start or own a brewery. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it's got to be tempting. It sure. really does. And as much as you love Georgia, it's got to be tempting. Yeah, especially if you're in one of those border cities, you know, uh, for example, like Augusta, it would be just easy to go across the river Very and easy. do your job in, yeah. in, in, uh, in South Carolina. Yeah, so what else is going on with this bill? Yeah, so it's uh, you know it was heard in uh, in the special rules committee today that fairly favorable uh, the comments that were made. Another representative mentioned that she's not personally a beer drinker, but she understands from the commerce side of things the importance of the study committee and being competitive with our neighbors. Yeah. So there was one rep that said he has a lot of concerns about uh, access to alcohol by underage drinkers and uh, didn't seem uh, overly impressed with us. Uh, trying hard to sell more beer, basically. Yeah. So there were I, some concerns. Yes. So. I, I know that there's a wave of uh, underage kids going to brew pubs trying to get in. That's right. Yeah, yes. I know that that's, that's, that's sarcasm. It's a big problem here. Yeah. So, but uh, overall, <laughs> a very positive response. Uh, sure. It seemed to be... You know, quite positive there. So hopefully things will move along. Yeah, baby steps. You know, hopefully the more that we get uh, informed, the more kind of pressure we can put on to our lawmakers, the closer we're going to get to actual uh, good working beer laws that can grow this business in the in the state. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of growing business, actually, some good news out of Augusta. I didn't realize that that was our second largest city in Georgia. I didn't either. They no. have zero brew pubs right now or zero breweries. Right. That's going to change. Uh, Savannah River Brewing Company is coming to Augusta. You reported on that on BeerGuysRadio.com uh, earlier this week. Can you tell us more yeah, about I got that? To talk yeah, to, uh, got, got to talk to a couple of the guys over there. So they've got a very large facility, as a lot of breweries do. And we've talked about this with other breweries, Aaron, how they, they get kind of run down areas and revitalize them. Yeah. So they've got a 21,000 square foot warehouse over there. That's huge. That they're having to put a lot of work into, uh, you know, to revitalize it, build it out. Uh, they're going to have, a, I believe it was a 6,000 square foot uh, tasting room. The rest of it will be dedicated to the brewing facility there. But they said they hope to be kind of the destination there, the the, the hometown brewery in Augusta. Very cool. So, and they'll be the second one. Um, River Watch should yep. be opening soon. And that's something we'll talk a little bit more about, about some beers coming from them. But, uh, yeah, so Augusta's finally kind of filling in some gaps on the Georgia beer map. There. Yeah, and the brewmaster there, Mark Walters, apparently uh, used to be the head brewer at Abita in Louisiana. So he's got some bona fides coming in here, too. Yeah, he's got brewing experience. He's done a lot of building out brew houses. He's been in the industry a long time. So he brings a lot of expertise there to Augusta. Yeah, and another brew pub that's opening up pretty quickly here, too, in Atlanta, uh, Torch Top. Uh, they just uh, look like they're close to opening as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that one Me out. Too. I've been following along on Facebook, you know, seeing the pictures they're posting, and it looks like it's going to be a really awesome space. We've met the guys and chatted with them, super nice guys. Mm-hmm. So excited to see that one. They're getting really close. I know they're, uh, you know, looking to fill in the uh, front of house and uh, back of house positions and, uh, you know, just ready to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of making it happen, our neighbors up in Charlotte are making it happen. Southern Tier and Victory Brewing have joined forces, and their new facility will be based in Charlotte. So, hey, guess what? They're going to have a 50-barrel brewery, and it's going to create about 30 to 50 jobs. And uh, uh, thanks again to Georgia Lawmakers. Uh, that uh, job, we've been completely kicked out of that uh, job opportunity, and now it's going up north. I'm sure we weren't even in consideration Absolutely for that one, not. So, so again, thank you so much for that. And uh, finally, in our news segment, uh, I've got some sad news, Tim. I knew this, Aaron. Yeah. This, this yeah. wasn't breaking news to me. You just so. asked my wife, by the way. <laughs> there, there's been some reports out there, and of course, you probably saw it on the socials, uh, that people who like IPAs are psychopaths. I tell you. And they said something <laughs> about black coffee, too, right? Yeah, and I like so, both. So I know a lot of people that like IPAs and black coffee, so. Don't get yeah, my bad side. That's too. right. I'll you, don't like, you don't like me when I'm you angry. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's that's good. maybe I need some therapy for my IPA addiction, but uh, they haven't had anything up any about about people who like tart saisons or or farmhouse ales. Take so two stouts and call me in the morning. That's a therapy for that. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've been listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We got to take a little break, and we'll be right back. 
What's on tap? The beer guys know. More after this. This is Tim and Aaron from the Beer Guys, and here's the deal. You've got that one friend, you know, that one you can never shop for. He's got all that cool stuff. Yeah, that guy. Well, we found something that they don't have, but they're going to want. The Atlanta Brew Box is a Georgia craft beer experience to go. Each box contains tour passes, a t-shirt, and a bunch of other swag from our local breweries. It's fully customizable, and starting at only 40 bucks, it's a great gift idea. It's unique, it's fun, and it is Atlanta. Head to BeerGuysRadio.com, click the link on the right-hand side of our webpage, and that will get you there. It's the Atlanta Brew Box, the Georgia Craft Experience in a box. It's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer servers are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck and Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guy sent you. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Hey, welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Aaron Williams. I'm Tim Dennis. And we've got a special guest on the line for us today. It is Beer, our Neighbors in Beer this episode. George's Neighbors. George's Neighbors. And uh, we are talking on the line now with Back 40 Beer Company, Jason Wilson, the president and founder of Back 40. It's a great brewery over in Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, He is the president of the Alabama chapter of the Brewers Association, also a member of the Brewers Association Government Affairs Committee. So we've got a lot of interesting things to chat about uh, for today. Jason, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me. For those that may not be familiar with uh, Back 40 Brewing Company, could you just tell us a little bit about the background of the brewery? I'm a fifth-generation Alabamian. I was born and raised in Gadsden. My family's been in this area for a long time. So I had a wonderfully happy, you know, what I considered to be middle-class upbringing and uh, went off to Auburn University to get my degree. And it wasn't until I got there that I realized that I probably grew up a lot closer to the poverty line than I ever realized, (laughs) you know. My brother did the stereotypical, you know, two years as a ski instructor out in Colorado, you know, um, so so or pretty early on, I was able to go out and um, crash on the couch with my brother, and, and I got exposed to the craft beer, you know, movement in, in Colorado back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and, and I came back to Auburn and finished up my degree and, and always just kind of had craft beer in the back of my head. And at the time, of course, you know, Sierra Nevada was probably the, the only true craft beer representation in the deep south. And then, of course, there towards the mid to late 90s, Sweetwater came on board, and that was a breath of fresh air, of course. But I went to work for uh, Georgia Pacific and uh, worked in a few different locations and ended up there in uh, downtown Atlanta. And um, I I worked there in the corporate office at GP for about four and a half years. And I was in a meeting one day with the CEO of GP at the time, Pete Carell, before they were bought out and privatized. But um, I was a logistics and supply chain guy. So we had just bought a big manufacturing facility and we were talking about how that you know, the layout and the process flow of the manufacturing and everything. And apparently I'd made several references to how breweries worked. You know, I was lucky. I was young and single and had a little bit of discretionary income after college. So I got to travel a lot and I'd seen a ton of breweries and 
apparently I'd made several references. So he stops me in the middle of this giant board meeting and says, Jason, how many brewery tours have you been on? <laughs> and uh, and I, this is the first time I ever actually tried to count it up in my head. And it was well over 200 and something at that point. Uh, and this was 2004, 2005. And he said, well, you know, maybe this is a little more than a hobby for you. Right. <laughs> you know? And so that was really honestly the, the kick in the pants that I needed to, you know, to try to start moving my dream forward. And so I started started grinding out and doing everything that it takes to make that leap from, you know, the stability and certainty of a corporate paycheck over to the total chaos and uncertainty of entrepreneurship. Jason, so at that point, you actually started as a contract brewer, is that correct? Yeah, man. I knew that we didn't have the money to build a brewery, so I reached out to several breweries in the southeast and ended up striking up a conversation with Lazy Magnolia, uh, Leslie and Mark Henderson down in Kiln, Mississippi. Amazing people, and I owe so much to them. We were in a little bit of a unique situation. I befriended a world-class, very highly regarded brewmaster along the way in my travels, uh, Jamie Ray, and he was actually retired at the time, living on a horse farm in Union Springs, Alabama. And um, so we had a brewer. We had a very talented brewer. We had a very talented kind of core staff together. So they essentially worked out a deal where they agreed to leave the key under the mat for us on Friday Mm -hmm. afternoons. And I would make the drive from Atlanta, and I would pick Jamie up outside of Montgomery. And, uh, you know, we'd brew all weekend. And uh, and then I would make the, the late night drive back Sunday night to Atlanta in time to get to work Monday morning. Until we were able to prove the business model, of course, and show some pretty impressive growth, uh, relatively speaking. And um, we secured a, an SBA small business loan, and um, I snatched up a, an old historic abandoned 27,000-square-foot building right here in our downtown historic district and you know, started the transition to, to production brewing ourselves. So we spent pretty much all of 2011 renovating our space while still contract producing at Lazy Magnolia. And um, late 2011, our equipment finally showed up, and we brewed our first batch. And uh, actually, on New Year's night of, uh, of 2012. What are some of your most popular beers that you offer there at Back 40? Um, well, Truck Stop Honey, which is an English-style brown ale um, that we've been brewing since early 2010. We'll call it Truck Stop Honey because the first uh, apiary that we worked with to get the raw Alabama honey that we use in the recipe uh, primarily sold his, his honey at truck stops and gas stations, you know, so we called it Truck Stop Honey. It wasn't until a little later that we realized the double entendre in the deep <laughs> Yeah, you know? right. Uh, I picked it up immediately. I must have a dirty mind. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's really probably the closest thing we have to a flagship beer. We won a silver medal for that one at the GABF in 2010. Um, and then we have Naked Pig Pale Ale, which is, which is actually the first beer we put out. That's uh, a classic American pale ale, um, Freckle Belly IPA, our trade day Cuban coffee stout. That's a winter seasonal that we brew with Cuban-style espresso coffee. Um, and then we do Pawpaw's Peach Wheat, which is a uh, spring and summer seasonal that we brew with local uh, Chilton County peaches here in Alabama. So I know the Georgia market can appreciate a good 
Absolutely. Definitely. Wow. That Cuban coffee stout's right up our alley, I think, too. Yeah, that's here, one I'd so. like to try. Saw Definitely. that on the website really today. I want to check it out. Great. I'm typically not a coffee beer drinker, but our brewers did a fantastic job, and, and I, I enjoy one um, on a regular basis now. So if they if they can win me over to a style that I'd otherwise dismissed, I give them a lot of credit for that. Now, real quick here, we got a couple more minutes left uh, with uh, Jason Wilson from Back 40 Beer Company over in Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, you're one of the uh, members of the Brewers Association Government, Government Affairs Committee. Uh, what about your fight? I mean, you've got a little bit more progressive laws than we do over here in Georgia. How did that come to pass? Here in Alabama, you know, we've we've passed five pieces of legislation in the last seven years, and, and it's been difficult, but we learned something early on, which is, you know, when you get a bunch of passionate entrepreneurs together, the tendency is to kind of kick the door open and say, you know, there's a terrible injustice happening here. Give us what we want or we're going to burn this mother down, you know. <laughs> right. And and we, we learned very early on that that's rarely successful in the legislative arena. So we've, we've taken an approach of just trying to, kind of chisel away at really small victories get in and out of there before ever anybody ever even knows you're there you know and and just try to try to chip away and and do things that are going to better our industry and as a result you know when we started in 2009 here in alabama we were one of two microbreweries in in the state brewing institutions of any kind and uh, today we've got 37 licensed operations in alabama and what that means is we've created a lot of jobs We've added a bunch of members to our organization, the guild here, and that gives us a larger voice in Montgomery, and it gives us a little bit more political capital to spend uh, there in in the legislature, and it's been a successful model for us. We're on the verge, hopefully here shortly, of passing an off-premise bill here in Alabama that will allow breweries to sell up to one case per person per day to go directly from the brewery. And, of course, we can already sample Uh, In our tasting rooms here, unlimited, no restrictions on hours of operations or format of serving or or anything like that. So, um, Now, Jason, we're we're just about to run out of time here, so just one more quick question for you. Uh, Since we have a similar fight here, uh, what advice would you give to us in Georgia? Uh, in this fight? Honestly, you know, we're in a very similar situation as far as the relationships that the wholesaler tier, the three-tier system has with our government. You have to understand when most of these laws were written, they were written at a time where there were no craft breweries in, in the state. The wholesalers were literally the only perspective that the state received on how to craft a lot of this language. So um, I think for us, where we've been successful is just educating our legislators. You know, it's very actually really refreshing. You know, the assumption is these guys are kind of living on another planet. But if you can get in front of them and explain to them the challenges you have as a small business, and the key is to make sure you're organized, make sure you have a powerful state guild with, you know, we have 100% participation in our Alabama State Brewers Guild. And I think that's critical because if you can collectively gather as a voice of brewers, because here's the thing, brewers have fans. Wholesalers don't have fans. Retailers as a general rule don't have fans. Yeah. Uh, so the the power of that network of brewers in every county and every different part of the state that can come together and reach out to their local fans and, and activate that culture and get them to call their legislators and, and share their opinions, you know, that's critical. So if I could say anything, it's you got to have 100% participation from your member breweries, and, and I think you'll see a lot of results from that. Excellent. Jason, thank you so much for talking to us today. We really appreciate it. We'd love to talk to you again in the future, see how things are going for you there. You got it, guys. And, hey, we're, we're finishing up on our content marketing area in the brewery now, which has a full recording studio sound booth in there. So uh, 
we'd love to host you at, at the brewery here in Gadsden if you want to get away to a quiet town for, for a day or two and knock back a few pints. We'd love to have you. You're calling my, our name out there. We'll definitely Sounds take good. you up on that. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you much. You've been listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be right back with you. Hi, this is Bob Sandage, uh, owner of the Wrecking Bar Brew Pub. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, Georgia Radio for Georgia Beer. Hey, it's Aaron from the Beer Guys Radio Show. Do you like craft beer? Of course you do. Make sure to mark your calendars, buy your tickets, and prepare to spend April 2nd at Kennesaw's historic Depot Park. No fooling here. It's time for the 2016 Depot Park Beer Fest, sponsored by the Kennesaw Downtown Development Authority and the Atlanta Shriners. Starting at 1 p.m. on April 2nd, you'll get to sample hundreds of rare beers from across Georgia and the country. Help celebrate Kennesaw's own Burnt Hickory Brewery's fourth birthday with more than 40 of their unique beers on tap, some that will only be available at the Depot Park Beer Fest. Plus, rock music, great food, and we'll be broadcasting live from 1 to 2 p.m. It's a celebration of all things craft beer. The Depot Park Beer Fest, Saturday, April 2nd at Depot Park in Kennesaw. Get your tickets at Zorbia.com today. That's X-O-R-B-I-A.com. 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 You won't want to miss this. Home brewer? We want to know what you got on tap. Give us a call. 678-861-8-AL. Now, back to the Beer Guys. Hey, welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Aaron Williams. I'm Tim Dennis. And you can reach us, beerguysradio.com, Twitter at Beer Guys Radio. We're on Untapped, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. The AL line is 678-861-8AL. And, of course, Aaron at BeerGuysRadio.com. Tim D at BeerGuysRadio.com. And in the studio, we've got a special guest, don't we, Tim? We do. We do. So as uh, as we mentioned, this uh, show this week is about George's neighbors. So we're talking to uh, some of our brewery neighbors uh, today about the beer You know that, that they bring to Georgia, talking a little bit about laws, a topic that is uh, very important to uh, Georgia beer fans and brewers. So we have... Evan Crutchfield with us today. He hey is the national sales manager with Wicked Weed. Awesome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yes, Thanks man. for having Great. me. Thanks appreciate for joining it. us. We appreciate it. So we wasted no time here today in cracking into some beers because uh, Evan's brought some pretty awesome stuff for us to drink. Yeah, so. Truck and Taps, of course, Beers of the Week of the, the assortment, the melange of beers that uh, that it was brought uh, here from Evan. Yes. Uh, the Pernicious uh, IPA. We're, we're drinking, we're drinking right a, now. a week old Pernicious. Yes. Super beer. delicious beer. Super so. fresh. Yep. Brought it down, uh, got it cold just for you guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate it very much. So, well, Evan, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people, most people that listen to our show, are uh, familiar with Wicked Weed. You know, there was a lot of excitement when you came to Georgia and that. Yeah. But for those that may not, uh, could you just give us a little background on on Wicked Weed? Yeah. Um, so, Wicked Weed started about three years ago, a little bit longer than three years ago, uh, December uh, 2012. So, uh, we've been. Uh, Doing it in Nashville for a little while now. We started with our brew pub downtown. Uh, started with uh, 30 taps downstairs, about 20 taps upstairs. So we've been busy ever since we opened at the brew pub. Um, it's been really awesome. A lot better response than we thought. That might be something to do with being in a great location and having that doesn't hurt. Awesome, does awesome yeah, taps right? and and amazing food. But uh, that's kind of where we were making our beer on a 15-barrel system for the first, uh, you know, couple years. We still make beer there. Um, uh, and in three years, we've come up with over 400 different beers. Wow. Which is a lot. It's kind of averages out to two to three a week. That's it. I, I'm always seeing something new from Wicked <laughs> yeah, Weed. Yeah, exactly. Something every time I go to a bottle shop, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a new Wicked Weed out. It just happens every time, yeah. which is great. Yeah. That's kind of part of it. And then uh, a lot of those came out of the pub in the beginning, and then, 
we uh, we were doing we've been doing sour beer from the beginning, and a lot of the bo- the, the barrels that we had um, were kind of stored in a in a facility that was like thirty minutes outside of town. It was very difficult for our guys to fill the barrels and drive around everywhere. So um, about a year and a half after we opened, we got a new barrel house downtown. And we affectionately named that the Funkatorium. Nice, right? So um, that uh, that facility has been been really great for us. We expanded from about three four hundred barrels when we opened that spot to about fifteen hundred now. Um, we got uh, three fooders in there, uh, and we got about. So I'm gonna so stop people. I know what that is, but what what's a fooder? So, uh, so. Um, there's different kinds of wood uh, vessels to age beer in mm-hmm. or to age wine in. So uh, you know. Um, you know, normal size barrels are kind of typical. You can get a lot more surface area to volume ratio in those. But then we have some punchins, which are uh, kind of double size uh, normal barrels. So when you walk into the Funkatorium and you look at all the barrels, those are the kind of big barrels that are lining the uh, the walkway. Uh, that's where we age a lot of our angels in, which we'll talk about later, I guess. Right. Yep. Um, and then um, uh, fo- fooders or foders um, are very large kind of wood tanks so they can be uh different sizes but uh you know they're they're a lot um easier to to clean a lot easier to get into and you can store a lot more beer in them but since there's not that much uh contact area with the wood it takes a little bit longer to age that's what i was gonna say which which can actually be beneficial you get the slow the slow aging there rather than over over oaking it you know something too fast there Right. right and like if you go out to new belgium in uh or you go to I don't know like um, uh, you know some Belgian breweries, um, you can just go and see fooder farms is what they call them. Yeah, yeah. I think New Belgium has something like sixty. I think if you go to uh, you know to to some to some places in Belgium, you can see like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But uh, we're starting. We started with one, and now we have three. So we're proud of awesome. those. Um, so that's you know that's that's the fucking We have like you know twenty to. We have about twenty sour and funky beers on top of the Funkatorium, and we got small plates there. So that's a cool little spot to go if you like sour beer, if you like being in Asheville. And, and so wait a minute, he, a very important breaking news, right? You can actually serve food at a brewery. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's, drink beer and buy beer all there. What? So imagine all of North Carolina is just right. total chaos and bedlam, and the yeah. government's falling apart and yeah. all of that yeah. there. Right? Okay, yeah. that's insane. Well, yeah. Well, Asheville has kind of become like uh, beer tourism capital of the sure. South, I think, because we have around uh, 40 to 50 breweries just in the greater Asheville area. I mean, I would say kind of Western North Carolina, but, um, you know, short three-hour jaunt from here, a couple hours from Charlotte, a couple hours from uh, Raleigh and Durham and, and, and Tennessee. So it's it's become kind of a, a, a place in the South to come and try out new new beers and new breweries and we have a lot there, so it's pretty easy to just walk from brewery to brewery, get some food, get some beer, and oh yeah, drink it's a, it's drink a common weekend want. trip yeah. for Atlanta folks. You know, oh, yeah. you go up there, the the scenery's gorgeous. There's yeah. plenty of beer. There's yeah. good food. Well, I've I've lived in Asheville for a long time since uh, the early 2000s, so I've seen Asheville go from a town where there's you know two or three breweries and uh, it would be dead in the wintertime to it's uh, where. You know, our pub is at capacity on the weekends now. Even yeah. if you come in for lunch, you're still kind of. Uh, That's great. You still might have to wait at one o'clock to get a table. Same with the Fungatorium. Sometimes we might be at capacity. But the great thing about walking out, out of the front doors of the Fungatorium, um, within about a half mile, you can hit about seven other breweries. There's actually 
it's it's uh, the area where the Funkatorium is is affectionately called the South Slope, and uh, it's we have more breweries there than we have restaurants or bars or anything else. It's more breweries it's per, a good ratio. per capita in this one yeah. little like half mile area than probably most places in the South. So it's really cool. It's a really cool area. And then um, and then about I guess in June or July of last year, um, we opened our new production facility, and uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, about a fifty. It's a fifty-barrel, four-vessel system. We got a lot of hundred-barrel tanks, two hundred-barrel tanks, and uh, we started packaging our pernicious, which we just drank, and we started packaging our freak. We started packaging all of our clean beers, uh, and clean beers for us is anything that's not sour. Not sour, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we if we confuse people with saying that, <laughs> that's our clean beers. I don't want any dirty want, beers. Exactly. So, yeah. Those are the beers you take in the shower. That's, that's right. right. To get yeah. clean. Um, and we uh, we started making beer there, and then we you know we we've been self uh, distributing in uh, in North Carolina uh, since we opened. So that's kind of uh, that's a that's another difference in the Georgia and North, that's, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, do you do full distribution, self distribution in North Carolina? We have been this year. We kind of decided at the beginning of the year that you know Wicked Weed is uh, you know we're we're focused on making beer. We want to focus on making beer, and we've kind of decided that we're, we're going to hit. Um, we're, we're probably going to hit our, our cap that we could probably self-distribute uh, in North Carolina soon. And so we started going with distributors. Well, we, we first, back in October, picked Atlanta uh, because it's three hours away. It's super, super close. Yeah, Atlanta. So we started making all this awesome beer, and we're like, well, let's just send it to the closest, biggest city. And we feel like Atlanta's coming up as, as far as the beer scene goes every sure. day. So uh, so we started sending beer down to Atlanta, and then that pretty much brings us to now, 2016, where we've been signing with distributors and uh, and making a lot more beer. And uh, our plans for 2016 is to open our fourth facility wow. in, in four years. And uh, Yeah, that's something I was going to note. So I, I didn't realize you guys started in December of 2012. So right. you guys have done all this in three years. Exploding. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's probably – I've been in the beer industry for about – 13 years this year so and i've worked at a lot of breweries and it's probably the fastest growth i've seen at any brewery i've wow. ever worked amazing at. What, um, what would you attribute that that success for uh would, the quality of the product is it just uh the funkiness the newness of it or, or what i, I what think is it's it? the whole package yeah um i think you know we take a lot of care to uh make great beer it's some of the best liquid i've ever had and i i still would Probably, you know, I drink a lot of beer. I have a huge cellar at my house. I have a, a ton of beer, and I would still probably reach for Pernicious mm-hmm. or a Freak over a lot of other beers. Um, and uh, I think the, you know, the beer is great. We may we have a lot of variety, which the craft beer drinker these days just loves variety. Yeah, loves a new beer get, to get some, some excited about. And um, our branding is great. You know, yeah. Um, our labels are cool. We got we you usually put a story on the label, so it's something to read while you're sipping on the beer. It's a family-run company, and every person, every owner is in is in the, the brewery every day, looking at stuff, making sure the beers are good, making sure everything looks right. So there's there's care about every detail of the company, and it shows. I think people respect that. I think people kind of uh, kind of pick that up and can tell that if they're going to get a Wicked Weed beer, they're going to get something that's quality and that a lot of time and energy was put into. 
Awesome. Kevin, we got to take a quick break. We definitely want to talk to you more and drink more of your beer. So you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back right after this. Miss a show? No problem. Get the Beer Guys Radio Show on demand on the AM920 The Answer mobile app, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Tim and Aaron from the Beer Guys, and here's the deal. You've got that one friend, you know, that one you can never shop for. He's got all that cool stuff. Yeah, that guy. Well, we've found something that they don't have, but they're going to want. The Atlanta Brew Box is a Georgia craft beer experience to go. Each box contains tour passes, a t-shirt, and a bunch of other swag from our local breweries. It's fully customizable, and starting at only 40 bucks, it's a great gift idea. It's unique, it's fun, and it is Atlanta. Head to BeerGuysRadio.com, click the link on the right-hand side of our webpage, and that's... That will get you there. It's the Atlanta Brew Box, the Georgia Craft Experience in a box. It's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer servers are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck and Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the Beer Guys sent you. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Aaron. I'm Tim. And we are here in the studio with Evan Crutchfield, the national sales manager from Wicked Weed. And over the break, we enjoyed Freak of Nature, their double IPA. Uh, I I loved it. I think it was it was a little bit much for you, too. It was right? a little too. You know what? This pernicious was was right up my alley. Absolutely, uh, that was that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, there. and that's their single so. IPA. But uh, Freak of Nature, their double IPA, tons of hops in there. Again, if you're a hop head, if you're like I am, and a psychopath apparently, but uh, it's it's <laughs> yes. fantastic. We it, do that without the IPA. Well, that's study, also though, true. So. But now we've got uh, another beer that we're tapping or un- 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 uncapping that is kind of more up your alley, Tim. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, Evan. You just shared with us a bedeviled, uh, golden Belgian style ale, right? Yeah. And you yeah. said this is this one hasn't released just yet. It's about okay. to. It's about, it's about to. to come I out. I think that okay. was uh, bottled last week. Maybe. Okay. So, um, so we're we're you know we we love our IPAs, we love our sour beers. That's pretty much what Wicked Weed is known for at this point in time. But uh, we're we're going down some other alleys. We've always made uh, Belgians. We've always made different style saisons. We've always course done a lot of kinds of stouts and porters and all that kind of stuff i mean of course with 400 different beers you're going to do almost every style mm-hmm. out there sure. but um we've we we kind of procured this uh this belgian yeast um we uh our, some of our head brewers went out there and uh and, and went over to belgium and and tested a bunch of different belgian yeasts and and kind of brought this guy back and uh it's it's really cool because you know, a lot of Belgian beers, you get a lot of those bananas and cloves, and you get kind of some of those strong flavors you get with, like, a, a wit beer or a white beer. And uh, people might be a little bit shy from Belgian beers because of those really strong Belgian flavors that you typically get. Um, so we, we came out with a six-pack uh, called Lunatic, which is just a, a golden blonde ale, Belgian blonde. Super nice, super drinkable. And Bedeviled is the um, kind of big brother of Lunatic, and a lot, a lot more alcohol. Uh, Lunatic's about six, uh, and Bedeviled's right around nine. Yep. And it does not taste like nine. It does, <laughs> no, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It definitely no. Not. 
You get a it, little... it is a very bold beer, though. Oh, I yeah. mean, the Belgian character yeah. in this is very pronounced. You know, yeah. A lot of Belgian beers, uh, you know, especially the golden style, will be you know a little more. Uh, I don't want to say refined because that sounds like this is unrefined. This is just uh, the flavors are just bold, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. well, a lot of that comes from the alcohol. Yeah. So, so it's the same yeast, um, a lot of the same um, ingredients as Lunatic. It's a lot more grain and a lot more uh, umph to it. Um, so you get, you know, and with higher alcohol, you get a little bit more of those esters. You get a little bit more of those, you know, kind of more strong flavors that Belgian beers are, are kind of part of. But, um, you know, this this guy's going to come out in four packs. It's uh, a dangerous four pack. I would not recommend crushing <laughs> yes, a is. whole four pack by yourself. <laughs> this is session Belgian. Yeah, right? yeah. No, yeah. it is so, not. Yeah. Not at all. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of my favorite labels. Um, one of our head bartenders at the uh, Funkatorium kind of came up. He's he's kind of doing all of our, our Belgian labels. So they're they're a little bit different look than the typical Wicked Weed label. But um, but it's really cool. And it's and it's a whole new new route for us. You know, I don't think, you know, besides uh, um, what is it, Reformation, you know, that's one of your guys' locals. They do yeah. some great yeah. Belgians, and, and they're probably one of the best in three taverns. Those yeah. guys yeah. were both doing great Belgians. Um, but you know, Reformation is my hometown brewery. I'm up in Woodstock, so oh, they're, nice. they're our local guys. Yeah. yeah, those guys are great, and the three taverns guys are great, and they're, they're both making some great Belgian beers. And I, I think that that might be kind of like the the lager renaissance that, that everybody's talking about is that people are like, oh, yeah, let's have a, some craft lagers. Um, I think you know American craft Belgians. You know, it's kind of like kind of like New Belgians been doing forever. Yeah, right. With their you know with their Abbey and their Triple and those kind of beers. I mean, I think it's I think it's a style that you you either love or you're like, well, I'm not sure. But if you have the right the right the right beer. And you can uh, you can get into Belgians pretty good. Yeah, and speaking of Belgians, we're actually going to be at Brickstore Pub next week, uh, one of the yes. great Atlanta beer bars, and they spe- specialize in Belgians. So, oh, yeah. so it's tuned into our show next week, and we'll talk more about Belgians over there. We too. talked to them in the Belgian bar there. Yeah, it's there fantastic. It's a great Belgian time. Beers. It was a good time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that spot. It's one, one of my, my favorites. favorites. Yeah, yeah, my favorite too. So. Now, is this one going to come to Georgia? Yeah, it's, a, it's it's actually probably on its way in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Great. Yeah. So look for Sounds Bedeviled. A uh, nice introduction to a Belgian uh, style if you yeah. haven't oh, had yeah. it before. Just, yeah, don't crush the whole four-pack because right. you won't be going anywhere. And Lunatic, right. too. Lunatic's going to be in six-packs. So Lunatic and Napoleon are those two beers that are our first six-packs. And Lunatic is that Belgian blonde that we're like, okay, well, let's just see how people respond to Belgian blondes. So um, both of those should be coming really soon, um, and they should be everywhere. Sounds great, Evan. I appreciate it. We'll look for that one in stores. Lots right. of great selections from Wicked Weed. So uh, we've moved right along here. We've got another Absolutely. one. You've brought us a lot of awesome stuff today. Yeah. So we're actually moving on to a grisette that you've brewed. Uh, yep. the, it's uh, called the Parking Lot. Now, this is a collaboration beer with Jester King, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah Jester um, King's not distributed in Georgia. It's not right. distributed in North Carolina or anything like that. But they're good friends of ours. Um Probably one of my one of one of my favorite breweries. We we love them. We do stuff with them all the time. This is a the first of of many collaborations we're going to do with these guys. And we kind of came up with this this beer doing some rock climbing. And uh, this is kind of like we called it parking lot because this is the beer that you have after you've been rock climbing all day. I like it. It's got a little bit of rock climbing uh, uh, chalk in it. It's got mm-hmm. some spontaneous uh, some spontaneous fermentation that we collected in a parking lot where the guys were climbing. And uh, it's a nice, light, kind of funky grisette. It's it's a great it's a great beer. It's one of our favorites, and it'll, it'll probably be released down here in the next couple of weeks too. So there's a beer <laughs> that you're actually uh, the pre sales are today yep. on it. It's yeah. a very popular part of a series you do. 
And I believe it's called Red Angel. Yes. Correct? So the Angel series is one of our most sought after, most popular series. Very hard to get. You pretty much have to drive to the brewery to get them. Um, we don't ship them anywhere. We don't let anybody have uh, you know proxies to pick them up. You have to pretty much have a great friend that wants to drive to Asheville to come pick up some beer, or you order them online and you can come pick them up pick pick them up yourself. It's probably sold out by now, I would imagine. Um, but if 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 it's sold out by now and you're frantically looking online, you can come up to Wicked Weed the day that we release it, which is two weeks from today. And uh, right at the end of the month, we'll have some left if you get in line early enough. And it's a fun line. We provide donuts and coffee. Nice. And uh, we're we're nice like that. And uh, and so That's the good. the Angel series uh, again one of our one of our most popular sought after series. We got the Red Angel, which is uh, about four pounds of raspberries per gallon of beer. Wow. Which is more raspberries than you can fit in a jug of liquid normally <laughs> right but we like to put a lot of fruit in our sour beers so that's kind of what the angel series is about is putting a lot of fruit in the in the beers that's Here, awesome we'll, man we'll go ahead Evan, and this i appreciate while you're opening that up uh first first of all doug really quick this week in georgia beer we got a giveaway to give uh, to we do, do as well so, so we got to blaze through this you know what we had a bunch of other stuff to talk about but we just talked about beer instead i like we we're going to talk about your laws so your laws are better in north carolina than oh, yeah. georgia right there yes. you go we talked about the beer laws <laughs> easy enough so. who's we'll our winner today this a little more our winner this this week is uh, the Savory Spoon. Awesome. GA. So the Savory Spoon, congrats. Uh, we'll drop you an email, get some contact info from you, and we'll get you some awesome prizes out to you. This week so, in Georgia Beer, what's going on? This week in Georgia Beer, there's a lot of great stuff. So uh, there's uh, it's St. Patrick's Week. So coming up on St. Patrick's Day. so Drink your green beer. Yes. Today not. in Waycross, they're having the St. Patrick's Festival. Uh, that's going to be at 5 p.m. So if you... You're ready to party there before, uh, you know, you know, before St. Patrick's Day gets started. You're down there in Middle Georgia. Check it out. So, uh, on Monday, Summits has a beer dinner at their coming location. On Tuesday, Summits has a beer dinner at their Snellville location. And I can't believe you guys are drinking the Red Angel while I'm sitting I'm going to stop it right now. Have a drink of this thing. It I can't. Pours. I'm still working on the last beer. It, it looks like Jeez, cheer wine. man. It is amazing. And I'm this sorry. This from the bottle. This so. is fantastic. Sorry. Let me go just ahead. tell people Continue. what are going on. Go ahead. Go you're ahead. We'll talk about faces it. about how good this beer is. And I'm, I'm trying I'm to work here. So Thursday, there's a lot of stuff going on Thursday. We'll send out our Week in Georgia beer. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to it. Uh, but there's uh, Sweetwater has an event, Hash, Hashy St. Patrick's Day, a unique union at Reformation with several union variants, the St. Patty's Day at Gate City Brewing where they're going to have beer tours and giveaways, uh, St. Patrick's Day at Summit's Coming and Snellville. Uh, they have uh, corned beef and cabbage and potatoes there for two sixteen a place. Nice. So you can get that. Uh, the first annual St. Patrick's Day at Southern Sky. Uh, check out the list if there's any others. We'll yep. add them to it. Absolutely. So, next Saturday, Swanee Beer Fest. Mark your calendars. Another big beer fest. That's check a good that one. out. Uh, some beer releases. I'm going to go over this real quick. Check our website for more info. But we've we've talked too much about Wicked Weed beer here today <laughs> while we're drinking it. So you can never uh, do that. Orpheus the Rights and Orpheus Transmigration of Souls cans. Uh, they're they're out there. And so the Rights is a great, is a great, great uh, beer too. Yeah. So. Uh, some ones that are coming up, River Watch over in Augusta, they've announced their initial releases. So cool. check our website. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, there's a new one coming from uh, Southern, a couple new ones from Southern. And I saw today that uh, Three Taverns in Septus has a new uh, label approval. Very so I'm cool. wondering if we're going to see that uh, released again. Right. I've reached out to get some info on that, and we'll see. Yep. So uh, non-Georgia beers, 
Uh, Brewery had a few come out. Uh, Brewery had one called So Happens It's Tuesday, which is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout that if it's still out there, you want to see if you can get some of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Brewery, uh, main beer company collaboration, Fourth Mill, which is a hoppy Belgian-style ale. Uh, Check that out. Omnipolio Abrahadabra with strawberry, vanilla, and lactose. Great beer there. Check that one out, too. You know, I don't know that it's a great beer. But Omnipolio makes good beers. Yeah. I've actually had that beer. And as much as it sounds like a weird IPA, right? It's really good. Uh, I went, so there you go. It's, it's a great beer. It's almost like a uh, like a strawberry smoothie IPA. If you That's can imagine, it. Okay. get your strawberry smoothie <laughs> and your alcohol fix there in one. That's so. awesome. All right. So that's this week in Georgia beer. Excellent. We got to wrap it up, Evan. Thank you so much for joining us yeah. in the studio. Yeah. Cool. Next week, we'll be going to the Brickstore Pub, talking all things Brickstore at one of uh, Atlanta's beer institutions. We're the Beer Guys, and we will talk to you next week. Find us online, beerguysradio.com, and all the socials. Again, have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Miss a show? All shows are on demand on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Tim and Aaron on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beer Guys Radio. Call the AL line at 678-861-8-AL. More Beer Guys coming up next week. Same time, same place, same tap. Till then, here's to you. Hey, it's Aaron from the Beer Guys Radio Show. Do you like craft beer? Of course you do. Make sure to mark your calendars, buy your tickets, and prepare to spend April 2nd at Kennesaw's historic Depot Park. No fooling here. It's time for the 2016 Depot Park Beer Fest, sponsored by the Kennesaw Downtown Development Authority and the Atlanta Shriners. Starting at 1 p.m. on April 2nd, you'll get to sample hundreds of rare beers from across Georgia and the country. Help celebrate Kennesaw's own Burnt Hickory Brewery's fourth birthday with more than 40 of their unique beers on tap, some that will only be available at the Depot Park Beer Fest. Plus, rock music, great food, and we'll be broadcasting live from 1 to 2 p.m. It's a celebration of all things craft beer. The Depot Park Beer Fest, Saturday, April 2nd at Depot Park in Kennesaw. Get your tickets at Zorbia.com today. That's X-O-R-B-I-A.com. 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 You won't want to miss this.